Welcome to episode 59 of XY Podcast with me, Dr. Yetunde. Um, this episode's topic is, if not you, who? Yes, I'm sure you heard of the quote or the phrase that says, if not now, then when, or if not you, then who? And I want to focus on the part of, if not you, who? You know, as we are rounding up Black History Month, um, I, I think this message, I think not only just transcends even Black History Month, but it also gives it a focal point for not a, only for us to to remember so many people who have decided to stand up and voice and use their voice as a instrument of change. And I want us to start thinking about how we as individuals have the power to not only address many of the social and global issues that are around the world, but actually have the confidence in ourselves to believe that what we have to offer actually matters and actually makes a difference. Um, I teach a whole bunch of courses, but um, one of my courses, Women in Comparative Political Development, um, that I'm also teaching this semester, um, you know, it's 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 a really interesting and in, informative class, not only for me, but also even for the students, even though I'm the one teaching it. I just get I oftentimes and I am astounded and oftentimes in awe when I look at my students and we're watching a documentary and they're looking and they're watching something about maybe a human right violation or some form of injustice that a young girl in another part of the world is going through and how she stood up and used her voice for change or how a woman was able to champion some of the um, legal laws that disenfranchised her or discriminated her just because of her gender. And sometimes they're in tears. And I have to just take that in because I understand that they're getting it. Whenever, whenever there's some form of an emotional connection that I'm able to see with my students, um, that they express, sometimes they sit in just pure silence in terms of what they're either learning or what they're either watching, or you can actually see the emotion on their face, either the confusion, the hurt, the pain, the questions that how could this happen? Why didn't somebody do anything? And I think they start to realize that that somebody could have been me. And anytime we're talking about any type of tough issues, whether it's um, using rape as a tool of uh, of, of weapon of, of war um, in, in times of war or patriarchal systems that oftentimes oppress women um, and keep them subjugated, um, whether there's, you know, bias laws against women um there's so many topics that they look at, right? From watching the documentary about uh, Malala, Malala's life in Pakistan and how she stood up to the Taliban and and, and, and risked her life, right? To ensure that young women received an e- education or the Gulabi gang of women in India who started to wear pink to fight for women who would have their property seized from them when their husbands died. Because supposedly, you know, when you are... Um, when you are a widow, right, you are seen as an outcast in society and you are seen as the cause of the death of your husband, even if you had no, you know, of course, no, no hand in it. Um, and so they're seeing in all of these cases, it took one person, like it took one person to stand up and say enough is enough. It took one person to stand up and say, you know what, this injustice that's not only faced by me, but, it's, but other people are going through, it stops here. 
And it starts to register in their mind. And I always end the class and I always tell them it takes one person. It takes one person. And they start to understand that maybe my voice does matter. And maybe what I have to offer does matter. And maybe that if I speak up about certain injustices and issues that are going on in my community, even in my family, even in my personal life, then maybe that I can make a change. And as educator and as a professor, it's not only for me to just teach theory and to teach what is in the books and for them to understand the subject, but it's for me to help them see themselves in the world. It's for me to give them not only the confidence, but the tools, the skills, and the knowledge to be well-equipped to stand up against many of the issues that we are talking about. And so when I say that, if not you, who... Who else really should it be? We are bombarded with issues every single day of our lives. You turn on the news. There's some issue that's happening around the world. You read a book. You're reading about a form of injustice that somebody is facing. We have the privileges and the freedoms that we are able to enjoy today because one person stood up and said enough is enough. If we look at just Black History Month and we look at so many African-American women and men who stood up and said enough is enough. And, you know, one of the one of the speeches that gets to me every single time is Dr. Martin Luther King's speech. And he's talking about the mountaintop. Right. And he says something that is so pivotal that I hold dear to my heart. He said, I've seen the promised land. Right. I may be missing a few couple of sentences, but he says one thing. He says, I've seen the mountaintop and I've looked over, although I may not get there with you, that although I may not get there with you, to me is so profound because we live in a society where, you know, we want everything in instant gratification. We were, we're focusing on the issue. We want instant change. We want to be, we want to be the one to see that change. And oftentimes it doesn't work like that. If all of those abolitionists and freedom fighters would, would know that, look, there's a likelihood that what you're fighting for, you're not going to experience in your lifetime. Would that impede them from still fighting? And I think what it taught us in this new generation is the idea of is, is patience. That using your voice for change doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be there to witness that change. But because you've used that your voice at that moment in that period in time, that it's going to have some form of a ripple effect. It's going to change things around that you may not be um, there to see. But are you willing to not only sacrifice that, are you willing to stand up and speak to injustice in the face, right? To move and to move its impact on the lives of other people, knowing that you may not be there to witness that change. You know, it's, 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 and I, and, and when we watch a lot of these social movements in our, in many of my classes, and we see that it took one person to speak up, to form an interest group, to then form a social movement, to then lobby Congress, to then lobby legislators, to then make a change. It took one person, one voice. If we look at the life of Nelson Mandela, you look at the life of Dr. Martin Luther King, you look at the life of Mother Teresa, these are well-known people, but they are people doing the same type of work every single day of their lives. And they're not waiting for the next person. They're not waiting for who's going who's gonna to step up to the plate because they've answered that question for themselves. If not me, then who? They've answered that question for themselves. If it's... I can't wait for another person. You can't wait for another person. And I want to encourage everyone out there who has 
a passion, a fuel, something within their spirit that compels them to speak up in the face of injustice, that compels them to want to make a difference, whether no matter how, how big or how small, no difference is small. Who compels them to say that, you know what, I'm going to use my platform, I'm going to use my influence, I'm going to use the technology that is available to me and use it for change. Do it. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait for the next person. Do it. You know, that they have a quote and, and, and it says, I always wondered why somebody didn't do something about that. Then I realized that I am somebody. And there's another quote that says, I want to share with you. Sometimes I want to ask God why he allows poverty, famine, and injustice in the world when he could do something about it. But I'm afraid he just might ask me the same question. These are quotes that speak to me and they are profound. It's a constant reminder that, look, we all have what we call the, the rent that we pay to live on this earth, right? We all have a responsibility to whom much is given, much is required. So I want you to sort of reflect that what, what is it that I am doing with my life? How am I making a difference in the lives of others? What impact do I have? How am I using my influence? How am I wielding it, right? Never underestimate your ability to make someone's life a little bit more easier. Never underestimate your ability. And, and those things are done through so many, so through various means. You know, Mother Teresa said one thing, and I love her for this. She said, if you can't feed 100 people, just feed one. Don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about the size. Whoever said, whoever said making a difference had to be calculated in how many people you can make a difference for. It's about how you can make a difference in the life of someone else other than yourself. So we have to start thinking consciously of how we're using the time that we're spending here on earth. We all don't know how long we're going to be here on earth. We don't know how long we have to live. We really don't. And so what, what is it that we want to do with the time that we are here? What do you want to be remembered for? What would be your legacy, right? And I always remind myself, like, and, and, I, and when I do these workshops with young women, I oftentimes play that uh, video that Beyonce recorded in the United Nations. And it says, um, I was here. You know, I lived, I laughed, I loved, I want the world to know that I was here. And I live by that. I, I live by that because I think, and it's not saying that everybody needs to be a social activist, but in your own way, in your own unique way, there's a way you could make a difference. There's a way the world can feel your impact. There's a way somebody else can feel what you have to offer. Start where you are. Use what you have. Do what you can. Don't wait for another person. If you see something, say something. If you feel something, do something. Right? The world is changed by your example, not by your opinion. Everybody has an opinion about something. But what changes the world and what creates the impact is how you lead by example. And you never know who's watching you. You never know how the things that you can do to make a difference how that can be an inspiration to somebody else or how that can be the confirmation or affirmation for someone else to also move and to get up and to answer that question. So I just want you to start thinking about it. If not me, then who? If not you, then who? Who should it be, right? 
But at the same time, I, I, I often, I believe strongly that anything is possible, especially if you have the nerve, if you have the confidence, if you got the passion and you have the right intention, anything is possible. So never underestimate your ability. Never underestimate the passion or the zeal that you have. Never underestimate what you can do to make a difference in the lives of someone else. I want you to act as if what you do does already make a difference. And, and, and to be honest, I don't want you to ever believe the rhetoric that says one person can make a difference. That's a lie. One person can make a difference. One person can make a difference. And I call that the power of one. All powerful movements began with the actions of individuals striving for change. And you want to make sure that your actions count for that. And so I leave you with this lasting quote. And it says, I am only one, but I am still one. I cannot do everything, but still I can do something. So I want you to reflect on that. And I want you to start thinking how you can use your life, your voice, where you are right now with the little that you have to make a difference and an impact in somebody in somebody else's life. And I want you to start building upon that. Do something other than for yourself. And let me tell you something. I I I have I give so much gratitude and and I'm so grateful and thankful for so many for the thousands and thousands of people who have stood in the gap to bridge to to serve as a bridge to serve as a guiding light, to serve as a corrector, and to rewrite, trying to rewrite history. I give them my total praise because because of them, because of these freedom fighters, because of people who stood in the gaps, because of people who decided to speak up instead of looking away, I have the privileges that I have today. And we must encourage the next generation to have that same zeal, And to focus on issues that matter and things that are tangible and concrete and things that have of substance. You know, at the end of the day, it's how you use your life. With what you have, how do you use it to make the world a better place? How do you use it to to impact others' lives? How do you use your education, your position, your talents, your gifts? How do you use it for others in a way that is constructive? And in a way that brings about the most change. So I leave you with those things to think about. Thank you for tuning in to Ask Why Podcast. This is episode 59. You can download this and listen to it on all platforms. Um, You can go to my website, www.dryatunde.com. All of my episodes are also on my website. Um, Feel free to follow me on Instagram. Um, I am Yatunde. You can drop a message, share the content. I leave you with the question again. If not you, then who?